And when I am eating in that little six-hour window, I am trying to make it like as low-calorie as possible and nutritionist, but I've just got no idea what I'm doing. So, <laughs> yesterday, I just bought some like uh, dark rye bread and why? And just threw like sweet potatoes and like vegetables on it and fried it and called it a pizza. Just, just because it's weird doesn't mean it's good for you. Oh, well, that... That was kind of the whole, the whole basis of my philosophy. So, you may, you've shattered just, my universe, and now I'm going to go get a Big Mac. In, I can <laughs> imagine you in the um, in the supermarket, like in the bread section, and like picking up the dark rye bread, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? It must be good for you." <laughs> <laughs> Turn around to someone behind me. Do you consider this weird? And they'll be like, "Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty weird." And I'm like, "Excellent, thank you. Thanks for yeah. your help. Put it in yeah. my cart. <laughs> go to the vegetables. Rub my hands together and go. All right." Let's let's find some fucking weird veggies. <laughs> what is this? That's Man, garlic. Every time, every time I go into the veggie section, like I'm seeing different things, like things that look like just not fruit. They're constantly like, inventing things, I'm sure. Oh, I know, man. Like pomegranates. Like what the fuck is that? It's like, have you seen one, dude? They're weird. No, They're no weird. I haven't. They must be healthy because they look real weird. The stranger, the healthier. That's what yeah. they say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's someone just in there like breeding fruits together. Just Gotta like be, what man. kind of what kind of creations can we make? What Gotta homunculus be. can we make? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's that's my life now. I'll I'll see how long I survive. I give it three days tops, but yeah, so far so good. I feel well. good. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, this has been the Hobby Homies Diet Podcast. Yeah. Um, Tune in next week for what else is weird? Eggplants. Good or bad, you'll find out <laughs> next week. <laughs> all right, well, I suppose we better, better start the show. Oh, yeah. All right. True. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to the Hobby Homies podcast. We are your weekly war game and board game podcast. I'm Shane, as always, joined by my co-host, Fox. Yo, yo. And... This week, we are talking Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Yeah. The old, so, uh, the old Warhammer. A new yeah. one for us. <laughs> it is. Un, Look. Un, uh, what do you call it? It's virgin soil. We've never, we've never been here before. Never stepped foot on this, no. this land. It's <laughs> uncharted territory to us. That's no. the one. So, we you guessed. played some ninth edition. I did, actually. I did. Um, I played against Dave, tournament organizer Dave, one of our patrons. Um, he wanted to run me through ninth edition. I've been grinding, building, and painting two Necron halves of the Indominus boxes. And you've been killing it too, by the way. Thank you, man. Thanks. I'm trying. I've, all I've got to do to get them tabletop is run a black contrast paint over the guns yep. and hit them with the old airbrush and give them some green glow. Hells yeah. And then I'm calling it tabletop. So I was itching. They were starting to look pretty good, and I was itching to get them on the table. So, Dave was like, come over Thursday, I'll run you through some ninth games. I was like, perfect. So, turns out that was really good timing because the Thursday night, a new restriction came in for down here where we can't go visit people. So, that was Oh, yeah, and you have to wear masks in public too now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How's that working for you? That's as of Monday morning. Oh, really? I thought it was as of like Wednesday. No, 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 no. No, that's when they that's when they announced. So yeah, it's it's. I think they were giving people time to get masks. Ah, true, true. But this episode releases on Sunday. 
the yep. Sunday that it's released, that midnight, everyone down here has to wear masks from that huh. midnight. Okay. So, which is fine. I've already got mine. I'm, I've been working out of school, so I've been face protected for many days now. How, how much of a pain in the ass are they? Well, I, I foresaw this. I foresaw the pain and the inconvenience. So I went and bought one of those ones that it's like a, a almost like a bandana sits around your neck and you just pull oh, it up yeah, yeah. over your nose. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's inconvenient, but it's certainly not as bad as like putting a mask on and off. I just nah. like whip this thing up over my nose and I'm good to go. So all the blokes at work, um, like in the truck, wear those ones because they can just like yeah have them around the neck and just pull them up and down when they need to. Yeah. I've got yep. one of the like. It's like, I see people wearing those like medical ones and I just think like, that must be the worst thing wearing. Mine's a cloth one, like one of those uh, washable yeah. ones that Caitlin's mum made for me, which is pretty comfy. Nice. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure uh, some, uh, I think it's already started actually. Like some brands will bring out their branded stuff. You're going to be like a Gucci face mask and stuff. Oh yeah, man. Of course. I can't believe you haven't seen them yet. You know? No, I haven't. I just assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to be my- coming. My boss bought one uh, that was made by a TV show that he watches. So, they made their own for some reason. Oh, yeah. So, I was like, okay. well, if they're doing it, I'm sure, like, literally everyone else is. Yeah, yeah. A- anyway, ninth edition. <laughs> <laughs> so, turn. we played a little 1,000-point game, which is a... It's called an incursion, um, because the different sizes of games in ninth edition have different names, so... 500 points is patrol, 1,000 points is incursion, 2,000 points is strike force, and then I forget the, the one after that because let's be honest, no I think one it's plays like that. onslaught or something, which is like 3,000 plus. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds like what you do between that and apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like the one step down from apocalypse. Yeah. Um, but I imagine people that want to play big size games will just play apocalypse. Probably. I feel like that 3K one's going to get very underplayed. Yeah. Because, like, if you're playing competitive 40k, you'll play at that 2,000 points. Yeah. And if you want to play big games, there's Apocalypse, you know? And Apocalypse so, is just better for big games anyway, because everyone gets to shoot in that before getting, like, destroyed off the, off the table, you know? Oh, I've, I've actually never played Apocalypse or know nothing about it, so... Yeah, I haven't played much about it either. Like, I haven't played anything of it, but I've, I know a little bit. But, like, you place down these markers, um, so everyone gets to, like, basically shoot. And then I think the damage is all done at the end of the round. Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting. You want to play some apocalypse, dude? No, I'm just hell's kidding. yeah, dude. <laughs> we got we got our hands full. We certainly got our hands full. True. Um, so yeah, so we played what's technically called an incursion mission, which will be the same size and mission types as what we'll play at the tournament in Geelong on the eighth of August at Guff. Yeah. Um. So, the whole reason we were doing this is, A, Dave gets to run me through ninth edition, sweet, and B, he also gets to test the missions and the table size for what will be in the tournament. So Yeah, nice. Win-win for both of us. Um, the first thing, like, so we went minimum table size for 1,000 points, and immediately it just looks like you're playing in a shoebox. I was like, yeah. Dave, this feels way too small. And that's he was the, like... Um, that's the two kill team boards put together kind of size, Yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah, exactly. And f- f- at like a thousand points, I had 60 models, he had about 50. Yeah. Like, I mean, it felt too small. So, we 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 pushed through at the start and we started putting the, um, we went to the Grand Tournament book that he has, the official Games Workshop one. 
Yeah. Because that has incursion missions okay. specifically for that size. So we were like, fantastic. He picked one out called Crossfire. It had a cool primary mission that you could pick. Um, and we started setting up the objectives for it. And when we did, we realized they hadn't scaled it correctly. They had oh, okay. basically used a map of a proper 6 by 5 table or 4 by 5 whatever the new max is. Oh, yeah. 4 by 5 Yeah. And just put given us the mission from that. So basically what that meant was if you adhered to what was in the book and you set up the objectives like in the book, some of the objectives would be one inch from a table edge. Damn. Because they basically just measured everything from the middle. But yeah, obviously, yeah, it was definitely an oversight or a misprint or what. Yeah. So I I counted up the little cubes because there's these tiny little grids. And I was like, I wonder what that grid's for on the map, on the picture of the map. Yeah. And there was 60 along one edge and 44 along the other. And I'm like, well, the minimum map size for a 2K game is 60 inches by 44. They're inch cubes. So I'm like, they're one inch cubes. Yeah. So this just proves that this is a full size table but they've called it an incursion mission. Anyway, Dave hit up actually one of the guys that helped write the book on Facebook. Yeah. And they said that is a misprint and an oversight and will be added to the FAQ. Fuck. So I felt like a bit of a playtester for him. Yeah, yeah. That's um, like, that's a lack of proofreading on their end though. It's It seems big. Mm. It seems big. It's I mean, it kind of just adds to everyone's, uh, what do you call it? A lot of people are saying ninth edition was rushed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't well, it probably know. probably was, you know, because of COVID, they they, re- they like launched all the Psychic Awakenings, you know, really quickly after each other. Yeah. they. I reckon they did push um, ninth through, like, just to keep everyone busy, I guess, while Corona was happening. Yeah. I also wonder if, um, as they were starting to, like, build up ninth edition behind closed doors the more people they included it included in it exposed them to the risk of early leaks. Yeah. So yeah, they were like, 100%. They were kind of forced to like rush it out before leaks got out because yeah. they knew, you know, now they're getting play testers in and people proofreading the books and third parties and whatnot. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I don't really care because like nah. I feel like the game isn't at full competitive level until all... Uh, ninth edition codexes are out anyways yeah yeah and by then they'll fix all these like little bugs that they run across yeah i feel like we have this unofficial like one year of beta you know yeah where people still play in tournaments and test things but really until all the codexes are out then again yeah it's just wrong. A, it's just a disappointing though when you pay like you know what you pay for their books and and supplements and all that sort of stuff to run across something that's like so little, but yet plays a massive part like that, you know, that deployment setup, like you said. Yeah. Like, it's, it I'd say it set us back about an hour as yeah. we tried to like figure out what we were doing. First, we assumed we were doing something wrong. Cause, oh, like, as you would. It's in a printed book. We're like, what are we not? Is this actually a strike force mission? No, it says incursion. Yeah. Is the actual mission called incursion? And we just got it confused with that. No, it's actually in the, yeah, anyways. Yeah. And we're like, what? Have we flipped the map? Are we using the wrong size? All that, and we were trying. Yeah, we were like, maybe you're supposed to halve it. Maybe that said that somewhere, but yeah, no, nah. it was just wrong. So, but apart from that, I thought I'd give my 
first impressions on 9th edition? Hell yeah, dude. Let's hear it. I've got some questions to ask about your first impressions after, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Save, <laughs> everyone, save your questions for the end. <laughs> True. Uh, um, what do you call it? Not a spoiler. Um, a trigger warning. I've played one game. This is literally my first impressions. I'm going to say things that are just my opinion. And to be honest, I don't care what you think. So, let's carry on. Yep. <laughs> um, so, the first thing, I, my small brain had a hard time remembering what rules were ninth and 8th. Oh, man. I was... And I mean, we've struggled with that from like when we transferred over to eighth from seventh. We're I like, still, Wait, you... I still think of seventh edition rules. Like <laughs> yeah. just the other, like the other week when we we're at, well, other month now when we we're at Dave's when <laughs> yeah. I played against Clinton, I was like, hang on, is that a seventh edition rule? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I struggled with that big time, but yeah. it was good having like Dave's pretty well versed for some like for a, a completely new edition. He's 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 pretty good. Awesome. So, um. I'm just trying to think of if there was anything else from the book before the game started that... Yeah. No, I don't think so. So, what I really loved about it was pre-game. It felt like there was so much going on before you actually rolled your first dice or moved your first person. Okay. I, I thought I felt like there was just way more strategy in setting up the game. Um, like you felt like a general. Yeah. You know, you didn't feel like someone just doing the, you know, I better put these units down so that we can start the game. It felt like, no, the game started before we've even put models on the table. And what I mean is, like, first of all, you don't know who's going first. It's actually a just genuine roll-off at the end of everything. Okay. There's no plus one if you... Oh, you don't? No no bonuses to whoever finishes deploying first? No, nothing. It's just wow. a straight roll-off, which really causes tension when you're putting units down because you can't put something down aggressively because you're like, well, I'm going on turn one, so I need to make sure I position things to get in range. Yeah. And you also can't deploy too defensively because you assume you're going second. Do you think it's going to be... Um, do you think people will play a lot more defensively, like just like habitually now that they don't know who's going to go first? I think... Mate, yeah, I think so. Possibly, in general, certainly more defensive than they probably would have in eighth. Yeah. Because the first round of the game, no one can score primary points. Okay. Sorry, I should say nobody can score uh, victory points from the primary missions, which is actually yeah. the main source of points. So I think because you don't actually have a lot of points to gain on turn one, or as many as the other rounds potentially people will play a little bit more defensive and not risk putting their units too far up to capture these objectives that don't actually matter until the next turn. You're right. But then again, if you play too defensive and your opponent, it's all about board control as well, so you can't really afford to. So, I mean, any time there's tension in a game, like with board games or war games, it brings good balance. You know, you always want your choices to have a good and a bad. Yeah. And then you just, the game is just you weighing up all those options. So I like the tension it caused, not not knowing who's going first. And I liked uh, this. Yeah, there's so much more you do in pregame as well. Like you pick your secondaries without the other person knowing. And then you all reveal them at the same time. Okay. So, and the secondaries. So are they like Slay the Warlord and all that sort of like in ITC? 
so there's the primary missions are yeah the, the all the rules are very similar to frontline gaming rules because yeah. um they were co-written so the primaries are hold one hold more and i think kill more yeah or is it hold one hold two kill more gosh i've i should have written this down <laughs> that's all right. um so and they're the big boys they're the ones you get um five victory points each for which is huge so yeah. the maximum you can score is 100 points yeah um but like half of that comes from these primaries and from the look of the secondary missions they're a little bit more difficult to what do you call it actually max out your points on okay so yeah the primaries are those basic ones that i mentioned i'll quickly try and all right so it's take and hold nah i'm not going to try and read that on the fly <laughs> <laughs> no but it, yeah, good. yeah yeah um it's yeah hold one hold two and something else yeah so that's your primaries and then secondaries like itc you pick them from a massive list of different uh secondary missions and they're all from different categories like purge the alien or whatever okay um and so each one of those categories i think there's five or six you pick one from uh, to a three to three in total yeah so there's a huge variety of like different ways to play the games just with the secondaries like you kind of look at your opponent's army you look at yours you look at the primary missions and where the objectives are and you choose based on all that information what secondary missions you want to nab so yeah. and then you write them down and keep them in secret so for example i had one where um i got points if i was in i got two points if i was in three of the table quarters at the end of the turn and i got three points if i was in all four table quarters okay so if i had done two points for all five turns i would have only got 10 victory points from that particular wow. mission yeah yep so even that and like that's quite difficult to be in three quarters all five rounds um because you there have to be three separate units oh yeah so the only way to max out on that one is actually to have uh units in all four quarters for what is that if that's three points for all five rounds to get the full 15 points yeah and it'd be really hard to get them in the first and maybe even second round yeah yeah exactly. you had some sort of deep striking ability yeah um and then, you know, do you deep strike just to get it? And what if you get blown off the table two turns later? Then, you know, you lose yeah. that quarter. So a lot of them were, were similar to that, where it was like to max out on those secondary missions was pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, so, but which, which I thought was just really cool. I liked the idea that it was not just a... Like, the, there didn't seem to be any secondary missions that were like auto-includes okay That's so good. and it does look like event like each codex is going to come out and have um specific secondaries like faction specific secondaries oh that's cool give is even more variety yeah although i i was talking to dave and i don't really know how they're going to balance that 
Because, say, Necrons and Space Marines come out and they have specific secondaries. Yeah. Well, they're infinitely just better than all the other armies. I mean, instantly, not infinitely. <laughs> instantly better because they have such a wide variety of different secondaries they can pick from, whereas everyone okay. else is limited to, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're saying so, that because their codex will come out first. Correct, yeah, yeah in October. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, until all the... Co- yeah, so I don't know if they'll just say, look, all the faction-specific secondaries aren't to be used in match play. Possibly, just- but, you know, like, we had the same issue with the indexes at the start of 8th edition. Like, yeah. some factions were using their codex and others were still using indexes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that indexes was a lot of the time a hindrance. Sometimes it was a buff because the points were still like you know um they hadn't been tweaked for for a while but yeah 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 it's it's very possible i don't know i don't know how they'll do it they could you know if the missions are like that where they're not that much better um it also looks like there's missions that you can't actually score the full 15 points for so like they're, they're easier to get but they only max out at say 10 yeah so that's a cool tension as well because you're like well do i pick something that could get me 15, but I might only end up getting six points for? Or do I pick a more likely 10, but I can only yeah. get 10, you know? So, that part of the game felt great. You know, like the game hasn't even started yet and you still have to pick all these things. You don't know who's going first. You can put things into strategic reserves. You, it's not a special rule. It's it's just for anyone that's battleforged, any army that's battleforged, you can spend CP based on the total power of the units and just put things into strategic reserves. Okay. So that's very cool. Yeah. So like, for example, I don't know what power scarabs are for three of them, but let's just say there's six. Say there's six power for six nah, I scarabs. Think like, I think they're like two power for a three. Okay. Unit of three. So basically for every 10 total power, it costs you one CP. Okay. So you could throw five units of scarabs in reserves for one CP. Wow. See, that sounds like real cheap, but CP is harder to get in ninth now, yeah? I would say uh, it depends. For a lot of armies, it's actually much easier. Okay. Um, it's only the armies that could like easily make three battalions that yeah. are really hurting. Cause, or I would say more than two battalions. Like orcs and guard. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it might hurt for them. But yeah. for everyone else, it's a it's a pretty big buff. Okay. It's nice and balanced too. Everyone yeah, just gets yeah. 12. Plus, actually, you get an extra one every turn, which you really do notice. Yeah. Um, that's at the strike force level. With the incursion mission we played, you only get six to start with. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, when you're putting things into reserve, you've got to be very careful because you only got six. Yeah. However, you can never put more than half of your... You know, you always have to start with half of your army on the table. That's still the same. Yeah. So, because you don't have a lot of units, you can't really put too much aside anyways. I only just put one unit of those Scorp Tech Destroyers in reserves because I was like, meh, I'll create some pressure. <laughs> Who <laughs> yeah, knows true. where they're going to come out. So That's it. Um, so, that was good. You have to pick that as well. And you keep you keep that in secret until you start deploying. So, basically, when you start deploying, you say, okay, by the way, these dudes are in strategic reserves for one CP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you normally would. Yeah. 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 You don't get to pick it, like, during. No. Uh, Like, in eighth, I think you could... I can't quite remember. 
Oh, they didn't have strategic reserves. It's a bad example. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to let them know at the start, which is cool because then they can kind of deploy around that information. Yeah. So, But yeah, so all this is sort of happening and you haven't even put models on the table yet. You're picking your missions. You're looking at the primaries, looking at where the objectives are and picking what you're going to put into strategic reserves and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, nice. So I really like that aspect of it. And it, it really feels like it opens up having the secondaries, the, some of them, the way that they're worded, it feels like it opens up more list building variety because there's going to be some units that are inherently terrible in the codex, but suddenly due to like a particular secondary on maybe a particular map, that unit's actually really good because of their high movement or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it just seems really cool. Um, it felt really dynamic when I was picking all these things and setting stuff up. So, yeah, I rated pre-game quite highly, apart from GW's stuff up of a poorly, poorly worded book. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my first impressions of pre-game. <laughs> the, um, the actual- that, was, that was probably... 15 minutes of pre-game, so yeah, yeah. We'll keep the keep the ball rolling and uh, <laughs> try and try and get through uh, the rest. Well, that was the largest part because we only played for two turns. The rest of the game kind of played out like most 40k games, I suppose. Okay. You know, the game itself felt, from the small snippet I played, pretty similar. And I, yeah, and I was too busy kind of learning the rules to also take take in what was happening differently in this game than what would have happened in 8th. But yeah, um, if I gave a mini battle report, I played Necrons, they played Elder. Yep. Um, there was, because at 1,000 points, you don't have that much units. He had five total units. I had six. Um, he kept like two of them in Deep Strike. So really, he only had like four units on the board. And one of them was a big blob of jet bikes and so i kind of spread out my necron warriors i had 30 of them so i put 10 on my left flank 10 in the middle and 10 on my right flank because i was like i actually don't know where to go so yeah yeah yeah. i'll I'll spread the metal boys out plus i had that objective where it's like get into every table quarter so i was like well they just move five inches and boom they're in a table quarter each so that's nice yeah of course, Dave knew I was going to do that, so he zoomed his. He went first, and he zoomed his jet bikes, uh, six like I think sixteen inches, and then he cast something on them. I'm pretty sure he cheated, but he cast something on them and made them <laughs> move like twice. It. Yeah. So then they moved thirty-two inches or whatever it was, and Sounds then they like ch- shenanigans that you used to do when we when you used to play with your Harlequins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I I kind of knew it was coming because I was like, oh yeah, I've seen jet bikes before. Yeah, I know what they do. Yeah. Um, so. They got up and hit one of my group of Necrons before they managed to get into a table quarter, which kind of sucked. Wow. But um, I knew that because he, he put those jet bikes on one particular flank, that's where I put my 12 scarabs as well. Yeah. So I was like, hopefully these scarabs will be able to screen these crons. Never got a chance to do it because the jet bikes got up there before I even had to move. Jeez. Which was crazy. Um, and probably attributed to the... Well, I mean... We played on. We ended up playing on the bigger board size. I can't remember if I said that. We kind of we looked at the shoe box, and we went, "It's just too small." Oh no, no, you points. didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, no, we gave up on the shoe box, yeah. and we went to a four by four, 
Okay. Um, which felt like the honestly felt like the perfect size. I feel like I feel like the game should be played on that at incursion just, level. Yeah. I know why they, they made these board sizes because they are the size of two kill team boards. Like yeah. it's just more stuff that they can sell, I think. Y- yeah. Um, yeah, that's I mean, true. it's convenient for those who have multiple kill team sets with all the expansions and different boards and that because the boards are great. Don't get me wrong. Like the print on them is awesome. They're, they're nice and conveniently sized, but to like build a whole like game size around that, it's pretty, it's interesting. Pretty bad. Yeah. I feel like they tried, yeah, too hard to stick within their own realm of scaled. Yeah. 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 It's in- it was interesting. Yeah. And maybe. Maybe at that level, that's how they wanted incursion games to be played, where it's just like everything's dead by turn three. It's supposed to be quick. <laughs> true, that's true. Possibly, um, yeah. it's, it's not really an accurate representation of, I think, what most forty k games, what people envision in their head a forty k game looks like. You know, strategy no. and positioning and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If it, it certainly felt right on a four by four, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, you know. It, it didn't hurt him ha- because his jet bike still got a turn one charge off. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, and then after that, uh, I think my scarabs got pretty lucky when they fought his jet bikes and ended up wrapping the jet bikes up a little bit. Nice. I used that stratagem that I learned from you, where it's one CP and you can blow up a scarab. Oh yeah, for a mortal wound. Yeah. For well, D three mortal wounds. Oh, big. Yeah. So on a two plus. You spend your CP and then you roll a dice and on a 2+, plus, Scarab blows up and you do D3 mortal wounds. Um, yeah. My Scarabs weren't going to do much work with their melee attacks against these jet bikes. So I thought, every chance I get, I'm just going to blow up a Scarab. Yeah. Uh, so I did. And the first time I blew up a Scarab, I was like, all right, so I just need a 2+. Plus. And Dave said, so that means you'll roll a 1. And it was all over <laughs> after that. Of course I rolled a 1. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, But every turn after that, I managed to blow up a Scarab. Nice. Um, which, you know, eventually dwindled out his jet bikes over time. And then the big part of his units were off the board. He managed to bring them on. It was like a big blob of 20 guardians or something. Oh, yeah. And I managed to, like, he, he brought those guardians. He shot with them, charged, knocked me off an objective in my own deployment zone. And I thought I was done. I thought, that's it, I'm cactus. There goes my deployment zone he's got 20 <laughs> dudes in there he's killed yeah. a bunch of stuff um but then i managed to bring in through my strategic reserves those uh what do you call them scorp techs yeah the destroyers the destroyers yep they got a like a 11 inch charge off wow i think they needed nine inches but they got i rolled on 11 yep. and those things came in and absolutely minced 20 of his guardians to him so well, i use the fight tw- we have a fight twice stratagem. Yeah. So they fought twice and they they, they just chopped them up. I was like, God damn. Hell so yeah. I got pretty lucky with rolls when I was killing stuff. And to make that charge, like that was the game really. Because once I killed the jet bikes and that large blob of 20, yeah, it was it was pretty much done. So yeah. what, else did, what else did he have? Like just some characters or? Yeah. So he had two, he had a character riding around it on a jet bike. Yeah. Um, which he was forced to kind of keep back to stay on an objective so okay. he couldn't go up with the other jet bikes. Um, he had a big, I forget what one of those big vehicles are. Um, like a uh, tank keep, or something? 
Yeah, one of those tanks. You know yeah. those Eldar tanks? Yeah, yeah. Transports. He had yeah. one of those, which was just sort of sitting at mid-board, kind of holding a bit of a presence and shooting stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, Necrons are pretty durable. I got real lucky on a lot of reanimations. In fact, I think I had one squad go down to one guy and then it brought it back up to seven. Nice. So out of my nine dice, I rolled six, five or sixes and brought them all back. Yeah. So that was nice. And they kind of mitigated that big, big vehicle that was shooting at him. Yeah. Um, he also had a big five-man blob of Wraith Blades, which are really strong melee dudes. Yeah. But they're quite slow. So they kind of... They walked up the middle of the table, but then I deep-striked in behind him with my Scorptech Lord and three more destroyers. Oh, wow. And charged one of his characters. So they had to turn around and counter-charge. Yeah. Um, and the Scorptech destroyers did just that they destroyed his main character his warlord nice. on like turn two so yeah he lost his warlord his guardians his jet bikes and those three things then got locked in combat with my destroyers and yep. yeah it, it was just it was all over How i got this destroyer lord go he did not do much to be oh. honest <laughs> actually well i mean so i gave him this ability this relic where he can pick up a unit yeah from off the table, and then they can go deep strike somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, him and a unit of Scorp Tech deep striked him behind the Warlord and charged him. Failed the charge, but he lets uh, his mates, his little Scorp Tech boys, re-roll charges. Nice. And that second charge is what got him in. So yeah, he didn't yep. do much per se. I ended up charging the big transport with him, um, but I accidentally... I forget what I did wrong. Anyways, I think I used the wrong weapon or something and it just did nothing against the vehicle. So, yeah, he didn't do much. <laughs> he looked menacing though. So, yeah. that's the goal really. Yeah, he's a tough boy. But, I mean, oh man, it was so much fun. It was just nice to play 40k again. Ninth edition seemed pretty intuitive. Yep. Except for morale phase. I still got no idea how that works. <laughs> Dave was like, roll two dice, subtract one. How many guys did you lose? Add that to the price of uh, a, can of, a can of Diet Coke. Um, add that to the temperature outside with yeah. the degree of the sun and that's how many units think about falling back. Yeah. So, yeah, still got no idea how morale nah. works, but the rest was pretty straightforward. Um, it was odd to play Necrons, to be honest, dude. Yeah. I felt like I had borrowed your army and I was like, <laughs> I was like, now I got my Necron warriors, which I know for a fact have this weapon at this range because I can rem memorize Shane's army as well. So, that yeah. helped. <laughs> um, but the scarabs just feel so cool. Yeah. Uh, it's good that you got like... You got a fair few of them, hey? Man, I got bulk scarabs. They just feel really strong. Like 10-inch moves, four wounds a, a body now. Yep. Um, yeah, they got no save whatsoever, but four no. wounds. So, like they can just get onto objectives and wrap things up, you know. So, it is interesting. I ran them in squads of six, but yep. uh, in ninth edition, units of five or more dudes, no, sorry, more than five dudes, have to have that coherency rule. That's one thing I was going to ask you about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to know how you went with the whole unit coherency thing. Uh, I think overall terribly, but Dave's pretty forgiving. <laughs> So, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I would, like, remove units that died and then he'd be like, well, technically, like, if you left them like that, these two would now die because they're not within two inches of something within two inches. 
Yeah. They're not sorry, they're not within two inches of two people. I was like, oh goddamn. And yeah, honestly, every time things died, I'm I messed that up. Yeah. And so he was like, What you should do is remove this one and leave this one here and then they're all in coherency. I was like, ah, thanks, bro. It just reminds me of this meme that I saw the other day. It was like these two space marines or three space marines, sorry, and they're like, um, brother, you've fallen behind. You, you know, must hurry up. It's like, sorry, brother, I was reloading. And he's like, ah, and he's like, starts like fading away, <laughs> like disintegrating. So like, yeah. I was reloading. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. It's like, it's like you're out of coherency by like two steps. And it's like, yeah. you just vanished. Like, Thanos snapped, dude. You just turned to dust. Like, you can see your bro behind you that you've trained with since you were, you know, nine years yeah. old. And he's just yeah. slightly too far away. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a very gamey rule. It's certainly not an accurate... Uh, no. It, it doesn't reflect war at all. It's, no. it's It's definitely just for some sort of balance. Or Yeah, it's very gamey. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it's funny when people complain about people that play the game very gamey. You know, like, you're not playing it like it's a battle in the 41st millennia. You're playing it like it's a like it's chess. Yeah, using the, yeah, and I'm like, well, the game is written like that now, you know. That's right. Yeah, like, yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. The no, guys you more think, than I think, like, uh, maybe they should like not be able to shoot or something like that. Like, they yeah. have to like move back into coherencies. I, I th- I'm pretty sure that's how it used to be. Yeah, um, it was very forgiving. I remember yeah. that, and maybe that was the problem. It used to be yeah. too forgiving, but true. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> um, so. Because I was u- u- taking units of six scarabs, D- Dave suggested to knock it down to units of five because then I don't have to do worry about coherency. Like, yeah, they just have to be within two inches of one other, so I can like fan them out, spread them out, you know, daisy chain them a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. However, because I was charging and then blowing up one every time, they were always down to units of five. So okay, yeah, kind of okay. worked out, anyways. <laughs> true <laughs> but yeah that that's something that I, you constantly have to check like every time you move things every time you remove models sometimes i'll be like oh crap here we go again dave these aren't in coherency would be like that's fine there's only four of them i'm like oh yeah that's right yeah. it's only if there's more than five then they're gonna be within two yeah it was yeah it there's sounds like there. just another thing you gotta try and think about yeah i'm sure it will become second nature after like a hundred yeah. games but until then <laughs> it's a yeah it's a, it was a lot yeah. um but yeah, so the game itself seemed very quick. I liked that, but I mean, it was a thousand points, so maybe that's a byproduct of the actual size and not the rules. But yeah, it felt it felt cool. Yeah. I liked it. Awesome. Uh, feels like yeah, a lot of lot of strategy that people, it's going to take people months to iron out. Which resetting the meta was much needed and feels very good. How did um, how did terrain? play a part a part in your game because you know how they have the new like terrain feature rules yeah I guess you could yeah that's actually a great question because dave had his terrain laid out very thoughtfully and he had little um pieces of paper that said what the terrain was yep but for the most part i would say it was like uh eighth edition we kind of just there was no time where terrain mattered okay and I think that's because he had jet bikes, like, you know, melee units. I had scarabs and scorp techs and all this kind of stuff. We were yeah. deep striking a lot. There's not a lot of time that things would actually uncover. Yeah. Or got cover saves because they were getting hit by melee or stuff. So, 
I think for that game, either I forgot to use terrain as intended, or it just actually didn't come up. Okay. Yeah. I think fair that was. Enough. I think that was one time where I was standing on light cover, and I got a plus one to my save or whatever it is. Yeah. But apart from that, yeah, I'd say very minimal impact from terrain in that game. Ah, uh, it's a shame because, like, you know me and terrain, dude. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> it's no. got these all these traits and stuff like um yeah. you've got like breachable terrain where only infantry beasts and swarm models can like they can move through walls basically um yeah nothing else can um, see that's cool yeah yeah and i think like maybe had i have known the rules better like if i had known i could have moved through the walls of a building because it was breachable i probably yeah. would have yeah so i think i would have used it more but I don't think Dave's army needed to use it at all. Yeah. Well, he and would so, have a lot of fly, wouldn't he? Like, if he's his jet bikes and yeah. that. And because the missions that we both picked were the ones where you, like, control each quarter, a lot yeah. of stuff was happening on the outside of the board and on the flanks. Okay. Yeah, like stuff was And stuff that comes in from strategic reserves and deep strike, it, it was all on the edge, so... Yeah. But, yeah, I think definitely it will play a huge part... Um, but yeah, I mostly what, just used it for line of sight blocking. Yeah, fair enough. What about the um, the command phase at the start of the of the rounds? How'd you go with that? So the command phase to me didn't matter too much. A because we had such little CP. Yeah. I already had the stratagems in my head that I was going to use the CP on. Yeah. So I knew. All right, by turn six, I will have had about. Sorry, sorry, by turn two, <laughs> I've got this pool of like eight CP. I already used one to keep something off the table, so I only have seven. My fight twice is worth three, so now I'm down to four. I want to explode two dudes. That's two more. You know, I've only yeah. got... So there wasn't much uh, stratagems for me to use in the actual command phase. Okay. Um, the command phase is where you like score primaries as well. Ah, um, uh, righto. So, I mean, it can't, the command phase kind of just feels like the between the turns phase. Yeah. Where it's like, They've all just right. given it a name and put it at the start of the round. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. basically like the end of your opponent's turn. It's where, like, yeah, you count up your objectives that you've got, your primaries anyways. And yeah. uh, unless you're using stratagems, yeah, it didn't really, I didn't really notice it, to be honest. Huh, fair enough. <laughs> it's funny that, like, the last two big ninth edition changes, like terrain and command phase, are two things that I just really didn't notice at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't all know right, what well, else happens at the command phase, really. Let's let's see if I can get one out of these three. What about okay. the, the, the dice modifiers? You know how they say things can only go to a plus one or a minus one? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, <laughs> didn't notice that either, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, nah, because, I mean, again, at 1,000 points, you don't have room for a lot of buffs. You got, like, yeah. two characters, tops. Yeah, true. Um, so, you don't really have the ability to stack stuff, yeah. to stack buffs and to hit things. So, maybe... Yeah, I just don't think I have any modifiers anyways. So to even get plus one, <laughs> minus one, that was just from cover. So Did you use the um the reanimator? No, I did not. Oh, okay. I heard you he was you don't have a crypt tech, so that you wouldn't get the plus one from that either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> I found the overlord that I did bring incredibly useless. The Indominus oh, Overlord. Really? Yeah. He had a Tachyon Arrow, which missed. Yeah, so, yeah. One use per game thing. I don't rate one use per game items. Yeah, I mean, it's massive. Like, if it hits, oh, it goes yeah. off. I bet yeah. the thing is, it's D6. Yeah. So, like, if I hit his vehicle and then managed to wound it, and then he didn't get a save, then I could end up doing, like, two damage. Big deal. Yeah. For a one yeah, use yeah. per game. It's, yeah. it's more like a character deleter, man. It's like... At yeah. least that's the law is anyway. Like, it just literally erases someone from existence. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it certainly didn't have that effect in my game. <laughs> it erased itself from existence. <laughs> yeah. Shut the arrow and it just whiffed and went off the map. <laughs> it's got 120-inch so, range, dude, so you probably hit some innocent bystander. Yeah, probably hit someone walking out the front. <laughs> yeah. Going to get someone. his mail. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, beautiful oh. day. Just get smacked <laughs> by a fucking yep. arrow. <laughs> Phased from existence. <laughs> yeah. No evidence of him even. His wife's like, oh, I guess I'm single now. Yeah. All his, all his family pictures in his house just vanish. He just vanishes out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you guys think we ever had a brother? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just thought the other day, Did we? Ha- do we have a brother? I don't think so. Do you see him in any of the photos? <laughs> no, I guess not. Oh, there you go. <laughs> thought his name was Doug or something. Didn't he deliver papers? No, you're thinking of, you're thinking of someone else. <laughs> Yeah, so yep. this Tachyon Arrow is not that great. And then him no. overall, not that great. His, oh, man. his yeah. Uh, I mean, like, my, I didn't use him well, I think. His, yeah. He just sat there. I never moved him, actually. <laughs> okay. he, he just sat with a unit of warriors. And I think his buff is that uh, they can add one inch to move in advance. Yeah, and add one to hit rolls, too. And add one to hit rolls, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure I didn't do, but oh well, maybe that's, maybe that's why. There were a few buffs I forgot about. It was my first time. Yeah, true, true. So it was my first time with Necrons, first time with Ninth Edition. That was a lot. I used actually used the app as my codex. Oh, damn. Believe it or not. So, I mean, it was awesome, man. I, like, yeah. I get the I get I totally get the hate around the app. I get it. <laughs> Just but I love it. to the beers and band episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, really? yeah. Oh, now you're like, everyone, get this app. <laughs> get, hey guys, what are you wasting your time for? Get this app. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's certainly worth. Uh, it's not bad now that you have like literally literally every codex. Yeah. And everyone's quick to remind me. You only get eighth edition codexes, so I'm quick to remind them all the codexes are current. Yeah. So therefore, it is now a ninth edition codex until their ninth one comes out. That is true. That is so true. So for now, for at least two months, you get literally every codex for free, for seven dollars yeah. a month. So I'm like, well, I'm at least going to do that. Yeah. I'll be, be crazy not to. Um, and I still think, like, having access to the stratagems and psychic powers digitally, yeah, works way better for me than buying the data cards. So I'm like, well, if I'm spending $100 a year on this app, but I'm saving $120 buying data cards for four different armies, yeah, then in my head, it's worth it. True. But, but I don't know if those stratagems and psychic powers that I have access to now, maybe they won't be available. Like it's part of the codex, you know? So like yeah. when the ninth yeah. edition codex comes out, I can't just access the stratagems for Krons. No, I got to them by the codex. So yeah, it still remains to be seen, but right now it's good value at least. So I'm a snag yeah. it. 
And unofficially, you can split it between your homies. So <laughs> it's like a good Netflix account. <laughs> True. So we endorse that though. Work. Let's just not get ourselves in trouble here. Of course not. No, you would never. And what are you going to give your password away to a friend? They'll hack all your stuff and take all your money. Never share your password with anybody. Never. Uh, hey, I'm an IT technician. I, I tell that pe- I tell people that every day, unless they want enough. to share their Disney Plus password with me, in which case I'll take it. <laughs> I learned enough from uh, from like Steam and stuff. Like as soon as someone messages you, the first thing it says is, "Never tell anyone your password." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna, but now you put the idea in my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Harrison Ford. One, two, three. <laughs> take Hunter it. Hunter two. Hunter two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. First impressions, love the pregame, love the strategy involved there. Um, yeah, I liked everything about it. I'm yep. happy. To, I want to play again. Hell's yeah. Once, um, once, well, I mean, I say once this lockdown's over, but who knows when that's going to be. We'll have to play a game. Oh, for sure. Necrons we be actually, Necrons. <laughs> we've, well, we floated the idea of us two teaming up with our Necrons versus a whole bunch of homies in like an apocalypse style game. That would be so good, dude. That would, that would be, be so good. We we'll yeah. go down to Guff, Guff, and come one, come all. Oh, How many yeah. points you got? Oh man, like in my with my old Necrons, I've got over two, over two k. So plus the Indominus side, plus your two Indominus sides. So we'll have probably, I reckon we could probably scrounge together three and a half thousand points. Well, I've got two thousand points now. What? Really? Yes. So the two Necron halves are 2,000 points, but once you take out characters, it's about 1,500. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. and I did that order where yeah. I got another 15 Immortals, 10... Oh, man, okay. Whatever, the guitar. Yeah, I got I got a 2,000 points. We're going to have like 5,000 points there. That's what I'm thinking, man. <laughs> I'm thinking a big 5,000 point... Apoc- we'll get five other hobby homies to bring 1,000 points each. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be dope. Yes, oh, that man. has to happen. I can just see it now, like, you know, like Space Marines and Eldar and everyone, like, teaming up against yeah. our Necrons, man. Dude, oh, that'd be dope. We've got to make sick. that happen. Yeah, hells yeah. Hells yeah, once we can, you know, get out of this lockdown shit and, and back to, you know, a good group at a at a friendly gaming store, then we'll be laughing. Yeah. Yeah, sick. Yeah. All right. Anyways, well, that was um that was a ripper of a battle report, dude. I'm glad that uh, you <laughs> <Thanks>. won. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. So, I get bragging rights. I've only played Dave once now, and I beat him. So yeah, um, uh, pr- pretty much just never gonna play him again and hold that over his head. That's it, dude. If you don't play him again, then you just keep that title. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, guess I'm never playing Dave again. <laughs> I'm gonna savor this one. I'm gonna send him texts every day. And be like, hey. What do you reckon of Necrons? They seem pretty strong, man. <laughs> yeah. Certainly better than Elder. Or was that just our game <laughs> where I won? <laughs> true. Oh, true, true. <laughs> Bless me, COVID. Yeah. All right. Well, um, next week, we doing a live episode? Live episode, man. Yes, We're I'm so pumped. Episode, Hells yeah. I'm so, even going to not adhere to my diet on that particular day. I'm going to just have beer, many beers. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so wh- seven o'clock Wednesday. Yes. Jump in the Discord. The live cha- channel will once again reappear. Yeah. You'll be able to jump in there. We'll be in there shortly after once we get everything ready on our end. So that's Wednesday, the fifth of August, seven p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. All are welcome. Yeah, everyone's welcome. If you haven't already, make sure you do jump in the Discord. You can find links on hobbyhomies.com. There, we also have links to other things like our socials, Patreon, 
You can even write us an email if you feel like it. Um, yeah. Our Patreons go a long way but with, with supporting us. Like They help us produce all these new episodes, two episodes a week actually, giveaways, um, journey into series, and we, we honestly couldn't thank them enough. You're not going to tune in or anything, dude. <laughs> What's that, sorry? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, you're still here, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you know what, my... you from the other side of the bloody house. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just making a coffee. I thought, I thought we were done. <laughs> I, uh, uh, my... Uh, my low battery on my laptop came up and I sprinted to plug oh. it in. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I, was, I was so panicked. I was like, oh, well, that, that would have been a very unfortunate event to get to the end of the episode and then lose the audio file. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> my bad, homies. True. true. That's all my good. Bad. So, I, once, as always, we uh, like to give our patrons a special thank you and a shout out. So, we've got Final Dinosaur, the OG from Belgium. Foggy Highway, our wise old wargamer. Churchy, the man behind the magic and the void, who's not here currently. He's in lockdown. Tournament organizer Dave. Wet palette enthusiast Rory. New hobbyist Caitlin. And we've got Brett from the TCG podcast. Clinton from Board Games for the Board. And Joe, I don't want one of those painted dollies. Penella. Yeah, <laughs> Penelope. <laughs> my boy, yeah. uh, my boy Joe's been popping off on the war zone. I, f- I fear he's going to drag me back into uh, video games. Don't let it. Don't let him, Shane. I need to paint these Necrons. I could, I could try. I could try, but you know, I'm only a man, dude. Plus, you also said the other day I've downloaded Warzone. So what? <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> I said no such thing. <laughs> You're not helping. You're not helping, Shane. <laughs> Man, I'm so pumped for the live episode. We'll do our usual jam as well, uh, as in freebies, prizes, games, beers. Hell's yeah, dude. We should buy someone beers. That can be one of the prizes. Uh, we'll see. Oh. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, it depends who wins it. You've got to be over 18. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If, te- if Test Dummy wins it, he, uh, he might just sit on his shelf for six years. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, cool. Let's right, get guys. out, dude. It's a sunny yeah. Saturday. Let's get it. It is. I've got some gardening to do. Oof. Do you like it, gardening? You enjoy that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. All right. Let's get out. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. We'll be live. Peace. Peace.